Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris. And whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like each episode, and leave comments down below. Spotify or Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have X, Instagram, and Facebook. X is Type in at pigskin underscore frenzy. Follow the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news and highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook and Instagram, all I got to do is type in pigskin frenzy. You'll follow like the page there. You'll get episode updates. As uh, There's a trivia question on Instagram stories. Just go and answer today's as well as all things up to date for pigskin frenzy. Okay, NFL day today. And we got a lot to cover. It is a, It was a wild week one, ladies and gentlemen, a wild week one. And we had, you know, not just on the field, off the field as well. We had two big contract signings um, as well as, you know, plethora of games. And it's back. Football's back, ladies and gentlemen. Overall, college is back. NFL's back. I'm excited. And we're going to get rocking and rolling with some NFL coverage today. Week one recap and then we're going to break down and preview and predict some week two games so before we get into it again keep plugging into pigskin frenzy follow and subscribe on all platforms you're not going to want to miss anything that we have to do here on pigskin frenzy let's dive before we go into the week one recap let's dive deep into the off the field stuff also known as contract extensions and signings so let's kick it off with the defending super bowl champions the Kansas City Chiefs. So, according to NFL insider Ian Rappert, Kansas City Chiefs have re-signed defensive tackle Chris Jones to a new one-year deal. Didn't really give the specifics, but we all know that the incentives are, you know, pretty solid, and he's going to make a lot more money this season with the defending Super Bowl champions. They get Chris Jones back. He did miss the opening game against the Detroit Lions, but he's not going to be able to hold out any longer. He'll he's now reported he's back with the team, and he's most likely will be ready to go for the you know Jacksonville Jaguars game in Jacksonville coming up Sunday. So Chris Jones is back. And you retain him, and that is good. You do not want a Chris Jones holding out. And part of the conversation that I'm going to get into with Chris Jones is going to happen with my week one recap, recapping the lines of the Chiefs game from Thursday night football last week. But all I have to say about this, Chris Jones is a much-needed asset for the Chiefs defense, and it is so good for it must feel good for the Chiefs to have him back and uh congratulations on getting the deal done Chris Jones has earned the money and no more holding out it's time to play football Chris Jones is back with the Kansas City Chiefs let's move on really quick up to their rival their newly found rival the Cincinnati Bengals and we all knew this was coming it's been you know pretty much speculated that a new contract was in the wings and it's finally happened. So last Thursday, it was announced before the Kansas City game, the Cincinnati Bengals and quarterback Joe Burrow have agreed to a new five-year deal worth $275 million with $219 million guaranteed. Let me rephrase that. $275 million with $219 million guaranteed. I had to repeat it. I'm sorry. It's just a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, and this was according to NFL insider Jordan Schultz. The, the deal's done. $275 million. He's the highest paid 
NFL, not just quarterback, but NFL athlete in history of the league. So he's the highest paid player in the league. $55 million a year is what he will make annually. Joe Burrow, the richest man in, in professional football today. He gets the deal done. They were talking about it after Justin Herbert got his deal. Um, you know, he's back with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, will they be able to retain his 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 best friend and star wide receiver Jamar Chase? And will they be able to retain T. Higgins? The relation the the thing is they may be able to get Jamar Chase, but and this is a whole other conversation. Will they get T. Higgins back? T. Higgins is a valuable wide receiver number two for the Bengals and Things are looking kind of iffy on that end. They were talking about there's rumors of them trading him or releasing him, and it's it's looking like this could be his last season is what I'm hearing. I don't know what's happening there, but it's one of those things that make you scratch your head and like, really? You know, like T. Higgins is a valuable asset to the receiving room for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to you know speculate and think like this could be his last season he could go play somewhere else but who knows you know who knows what happens I'm gonna get to the I'm gonna get to Joe Burrow and the Bengals in a minute in the Week One recap you probably already saw there's a lot you know I tweeted it out on social media and on X um, there's a lot to cover a lot to you know break down with Week One I'm about to slide into it there but Joe Burrow the Bengals get that that five year deal 275 million deal done. $55 million a year. $55 million a year. That's crazy. I don't know what I would do with $55 million a year, ladies and gentlemen. I do not know what I would do with that much money. But he's got it, and he can, you know, spend it on cars or, you know, whatever nice clothing he wants to buy. So good congratulations to Joe Burrow and, you know, getting that deal done. He's the richest man in professional football and in the league. We'll move on to Joe Burrow in the in. And, you know, in our week one recap, and let's dive deep into the week one recap. Let's go on to the field here. So week one recap, it was filled with, you know, buzz. I had a lot of picks. I had, you know, the Lions and the Chiefs, Browns, Bengals, Eagles, Patriots, Cowboys, Giants, and Jets, and, and, and Jets and Bills. So I got one game right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I got one game right. I predicted all of them. I thought that was it was going to go the way I thought it was going to go. It didn't. It didn't. I was right in certain aspects, wrong in others. Right about, you know, like how the game was going to go, wrong about, you know, the outcome. Right? So let's kick it off with last week's Thursday night football game, the opening game, the Detroit Lions going to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Lions visiting Arrowhead for the first time in 20 years. Back and forth game from the opening from the opening kick and it was it was it was surprising honestly. I thought, you know, the Chiefs were going to you know show some offensive firepower. Now they did lose Travis Kelsey and this was a big part in this and I'm going to get to that in a minute. So let's go over with the final score. Lions 21, Chiefs 20. As I'm sitting here rocking back and forth, I'm like, wow. Detroit Lions, 21. Kansas City Chiefs, 20. The defending Super Bowl champions gets upset. Opening game, they are 0-1 to start the season. The Detroit Lions are 1-0. And let me go on and tell you something, guys. The Lions 
look for real. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The Detroit Lions look for real. They really do. Uh, let's go over the stats. Jared Goff was 22 for, 40, th for 35 with 253 yards and one touchdown. They look for real, ladies and gentlemen. They really do. And it boggles my mind because you're thinking the Detroit Lions, they haven't done a lot. You know, you know, even when Stafford was there, they, you know, they were still, you know, you know, trying to do something, but they couldn't get, you know, couldn't get anything rolling. But the Lions, the Lions are looking actually, they can make a run, couldn't they? And the way they played Thursday, they really could. They can make a run. Um, Brian Branch, the rookie defensive back out of Alabama, tabbed a pick six Thursday night. That was crazy. So both sides of the ball look good for the Detroit Lions, by the way. The coaching, awesome. Dan Campbell called a good game. Um, the coordinators called a great game. Uh, let's go over with Patrick Mahomes' stats, and I'll tell you about the Lions in a little bit. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback, had he was 21 for 39 with 226 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. Hence the pick six. Mahomes played good in the first half. I think he kind of dipped a little bit in the second half. Let me revert back to the Lions now. I'm sorry, I'm jumping from thing to thing, but let me revert back to the Lions, and I'll make my whole point across. Coached a good game. Coordinators, coaching was excellent. Off the, the game plan was off the was off the charts. David Montgomery had a solid game. Jared Goff led this team really well. Brian Branch, you know, played phenomenal in his first game as a as a Detroit Lion. And Aiden Hutchinson, starting off his sophomore season in the NFL, hot. He, you know, he actually played a big part in that defensive line and getting some pressure on Mahomes. He really did. He he got he made some excellent plays. He tackled Pacheco. He you know, he made a lot of excellent plays on the front seven for the Detroit Lions. Aiden Hutchinson, keep an eye on him this season, ladies and gentlemen. He looked like a man on a mission. He may be, you know, an underrated candidate. Could be for defensive player of the year if he keeps going the way he's going. Aiden Hutchinson, solid in that win against the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Detroit looks good, man. They do. Um, and you can make a you can make an argument that you know the Packers won against the Bears. Um, Jordan Love looks impressive as well. It could be a Lions and Packers, you know, division right now. Um, the Vikings had a had, look. The Vikings still look good. The Vikings had a tough. Tough loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers look good also, but that's a whole other conversation. But the Lions look solid. The Lions, if I am not mistaken here, as I pull up their schedule, let's pull up their schedule. They have the Seattle Seahawks this coming up Sunday at 12, a game that I'm not picking, but it's a good solid. It's a very underrated matchup. So if I'm a if I'm a football guy, not just just not just a Seattle fan. Uh, if you're a Seattle fan, I take note. But if you're a Detroit fan, I take note. Seattle looks good. Also, they had a, a, an impressive showing against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, even though they lost, they still you know look good in the first half. Zero and one. They you know, the Rams beat them thirty to thirteen. Matthew Stafford looks good by the way. He's back. Uh, they they didn't even they, even without Cooper Cup they didn't skip a beat. But that's a whole other conversation again. Here here I go just going off the topic. But the Lions look good. Uh, if I am a football fan in general, I'm tuning into that game because that may be an entertaining game. Seattle travels to Detroit and they play this Sunday. Uh, I'm not picking it, but 
if I'm Seattle, I'm watching out and vice versa. Good game for the Lions. Congratulations on getting the win. What does this mean for Kansas City? Now, don't get, you know, all down yet. There's 17 more weeks to go, obviously. Um, and the Chiefs are going to be fine. I know they're going to be fine. I'm pretty sure I'm most, I'm, I can almost guarantee they'll probably be in the playoffs. Uh, if they don't get in the playoffs, um, you know, I will, you know, I don't know. I'll do another giveaway or something. I don't know, but uh, I'll give it. I'll give something back to the, the subscribers and followers of Pigskin Frenzy if they don't make the playoffs. But I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs. But there were some questions there, um, and there were like um, the defensive front. I, 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 and this is where I said that Chris Jones was going to come into play. Without Chris Jones running the front seven, they look like a completely different front seven. They do. They don't know what to do without Chris Jones captaining them. Chris Jones is a big part of that front seven, coaching them up and showing how to progress and be physical on that front seven against offensive lines. Um, the the Lions kind of, in the way, won it in the trenches. They really did. Blocking up front with the offensive line and the Lions on not only with the offensive line when the defensive line got to the Chiefs offensive line as well. Uh, I think that the Lions looked uh, more physical in the trenches. So the physicality and you know the defensive front, those are two things that kind of have question marks in my opinion on the Chiefs. Now, the secondary besides Trent McDuffie and Javarius Ward, uh, those two are solid even to backs, but they need some more help in the secondary position besides those two because if one goes down, who else is there? They need to build up, build up more depth on the secondary. That's number two. And here's the third one and the final thing I'm going to say about the Chiefs. Without Travis Kelsey, this is surprising to say this, their offense doesn't look in sync without a Travis Kelsey on the field. It looks surprisingly different because their playbook, believe it or not, and this is just goes to show how big Travis Kelsey is for this team. Travis Kelsey, without him on the field, looks surprisingly different. That playbook looks, I mean, night and day compared, you know, to with him and without him on the field. So losing him kind of hurt a little bit. Now, I will say this. They have a good backup tight end in Drake Bell. Bell, you know, you know, tight end from Oklahoma, he was a solid back. He's a solid backup option for Travis Kelsey, but it still looks surprisingly different without Kelsey on the field. Now, who's their other guy? You got Justin Ross, solid player, and you got Kadarius Tony. Now, Kadarius Tony had a rough night. He did have a rough night. He was dropping majority of Patrick Mahomes' passes. Mahomes couldn't get into a rhythm in the second half. First half, he played solid. Uh, it looked like it looked like he kind of took his foot off the gas. Um, he was being pressured, and in that pressure, he was overthrowing. He threw a pick six as well as, you know, had to throw the ball away a lot. Um, it was one of those things where it all came into play, and it caused them to lose the game. The, it was a recipe for disaster almost. The Kelsey was out. Uh, they were, you know, the lines were more physical, and the secondary option was kind of thin. And Tony and the receivers weren't catching the ball when Mahomes was throwing to them. So it was a recipe for a loss. Now we're gonna have to see what they do Sunday. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday. Uh, it's gonna be a tight game. It's in Jacksonville. Uh, they go on the road, and Jacksonville looks solid. I'm not going to lie. Now, granite, and I will say granite, 
and take this with it. It's going to be a close game. Uh, I expect a full, as I look at the schedule here, I'm pulling up the Chiefs' schedule. They play the Jaguars. Now, when you look at the Jaguars, they got Trevor Lawrence. They have uh, Travis Etienne. They got Calvin Ridley, who played a lights-out game against the Colts. I'm not picking that game. Chiefs are favored by three. I expect the Chiefs to win that game, but it's going to be close. It's going to be close. They got a they got a lot to deal with, uh, you know, and a lot of and a lot of problems to clean up. But I expect them to clean it up. I expect them to still be a top t- tier team, and the Chiefs are going to get it rocking and rolling. Uh, they play Jacksonville Sunday. Let's see how that goes. It's going to be a very close game, but let's see how it goes. Final score: Lions twenty one, Chiefs twenty, and you know. It's night and day when Travis Kelsey's on the field. You need to get Travis Kelsey back as soon as y'all can. So, and plus, Travis Kelsey is, you know, there's optimism about him returning soon. So, and maybe even Sunday. So, that's good news. Next next on the list, so we can move on, Browns 24, Bengals 3. Browns 24, Bengals 3. I just hit y'all with it. This this is the, the noon game. This is where it goes right here, right? So, I said that they need to establish the running game, the Browns, and the Bengals need to block. So, Bengals did not block, but the running game was established by the Browns. Let's go with Deshaun Watson really quick. His stats, 16 for 29 with 154 yards and one touchdown along with one interception. He did throw a pick. The Bengals' defense looked solid, but... It wasn't enough to stop Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was a key part of that offense. He, did, did he, he didn't get a touchdown, but he had 18 carries with 106 yards, and the, the running game was in a rhythm, and that, I think that's a key reason why the Browns won because of Nick Chubb. Um, and not only that, that defense was stifling against the O-line. The O-line, didn't, the O-line could not you know, contain that front seven. Joe Burrow... Um, did not really play like a $275 million quarterback. He was 14 for 31 with 82 yards. That's probably one of the least amount of yards he's gotten in the game since being in the NFL. Uh, 82 yards. Uh, and in the total yards, it was it was a complete mismatch. Uh, if you look at the Browns' total yards, they had 350, 350 total yards. And the Bengals' total yards, 142. Complete mismatch. And it was uh, it was a it was a blowout. You got to admit it was a blowout. The Browns twenty four, Bengals three, and now the the AFC North currently is kind of neck and neck with the Browns and Ravens up top. The Bengals have you know again seventeen weeks to get to, to clean up their clean up everything. But what they need to clean up is one the O line. <laughs> you need to block more. If you don't block for Joe Burrow, he's not going to be able to make his throws and make his progressions to his receivers. So that's one, two. The defense needs to, you know, even though they got an interception, defense needs to play a little bit better. The Bengals have a good defense, and I know they do, but, and they have a stifling defense, they do, but that running defense was a little rough. And I, and I expected it, Nick Chubb to get, you know, the, 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 for Browns to hammer home the running game. However, the running game looked a little rough for the Bengals defense. Um, so I would find a way to counter that and, not you. You can't contain. You can't stop a Nick Chubb fully, but you can contain him a little bit. And I think they need to learn how to play a contained running defense, and you know, just clean that up a little bit. But I think the Bengals are going to be fine. The Browns look solid. The Browns could make a run if they wanted to. That AFC North division is going to be tight. 
And it's going to be tight between all four teams. Uh, so strap in this season for the AFC North. That's going to be an interesting division. Uh, the Bengals have time. The Browns have time. It's just week one. Uh, let's see what they do. But I'm going to give you my keys for the Bengals just in here in a little bit for week two. Final score, Browns 24, Bengals 3. Let's move on. And I was wrong about this one. The Eagles and the Patriots. <clears throat> I said the Patriots were going to upset them. I was wrong, but it was close. Eagles 25, Patriots 20. The Pats looked good. Now, in the first half, it was a little slow, and the Eagles were all over them. But the Eagles kind of slowed down a little bit, and they they did score a couple. Of, you know, touch they, they they scored a couple of times in the second half. But the Patriots kind of eased back into it and, you know, motivated themselves back into it to make it a, a respectable game. Eagles 25, Patriots 20. Let's go over what the Eagles had. Jalen Hurts. Let's start with him. The star, the star player, man. 22 for 33 with 170 yards and one touchdown. He also had nine carries with 37 yards. A.J. Brown, seven receptions with 79 yards. Devontae Smith, seven receptions with 47 yards and the single touchdown for Jalen Hurts. So, <clears throat> They look solid, man. They look solid on offense. Kenneth Gainwell looked good at running back. Their running game looks solid. And their defense looks good, too. Their defense does look good. Now, the only problem I have with the Eagles is they tend to slow down just a tiny bit. And in this league, it's going to be hard to win some games if you just slow down. Don't take the foot off the gas, man. You got to play like how you did against the Giants and how you did against the Niners. Don't take your foot off the gas. They did that against the Chiefs because they were winning against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and they took their foot off the gas a lot. Do not take your foot off the gas. And they did that a little bit in the against the Pats. Granted, they won, but they took their foot off the gas a little bit. I wouldn't do that and I wouldn't, I would just try to find a way to keep pressing forward. Mac Jones for the Patriots, 35 for 54 with 316 yards and three touchdowns with one interception. Mac Jones played solid. He looked good. Bill O'Brien expanded that playbook, and he's a difference maker for the that for that Pats offense. They look good. They look really good on offense. Mac Jones had a solid game. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 12 carries with 25 yards, and Ezekiel Elliott had seven carries with 29 yards. Granted, the only mistake Ezekiel Elliott had was that fumble, but the running game still looks pretty good. Uh, Kendrick Bourne caught two touchdowns. Hunter Henry caught one. So Kendrick Bourne looked good. He looks like a good. Uh, he looks like a good, good go-to guy for Mac Jones, along with Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. Uh, Kendrick Bourne uh, is a solid option. So he got a group of underrated receivers for the Pats. The Pats look solid. They do that offense. You can expand it. And they can make a run. That AFC East division is going to look good. And I told you guys this. I said that the AFC East division was going to look pretty, pretty solid. So let's just see, you know, where the Patriots go from here. You got the Dolphins. You got the Bills. You got the Jets. They all look good. I mean, and, and I say all look good. And I kind of hesitated there. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But final score, 25-20. Pats made a respectable game. Eagles look good. Pats look good. Just a few mistakes to clean up on both ends. But two teams that look pretty solid and can make a run in their divisions and in their conferences. So final score, Eagles 25, Patriots 20. Let's move on to Sunday night football. And I was right about this one. 
but I didn't know how right I was going to be. I said the Cowboys were going to win in a in a in a runaway game, blowout game, and they did. But it was worse than I expected it was going to be. Final score: Cowboys twenty, the New York Giants zero. I'll repeat it. Sorry, I'll repeat it. Dallas Cowboys forty, Giants zero. Now, these the and I will say this: the offense for the Giant for the Cowboys. Looked good on the running game. Now, I will say, throwing the ball, they looked better, but there were still some miscues that could cost them some games, and I could see it. Um, that Dak had th- was 13 for 24 with, 100, with 143 yards, no touchdowns. Tony Pollard, 14 carries with 70 yards and two touchdowns. Feed the running game. Feed Tony Pollard. And they did that. They did that. Key to the game. Feed Tony Pollard. Get the running game going. And they did. So good on them. This game was a defensive game for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, and I will get to that. Daniel Jones for the, for the Giants, rough night. And it was a rough night. 15 for 28 with 104 yards and two interceptions. Uh, they couldn't really get anything going on offense for the Giants. Saquon Barkley had 12 carries for 51 yards and a fumble. They, it, it was just, it was a, it was a rough night, you know? It, it was different, you know? And it was hard for the Giants to do anything. And it was all thanks to the Dallas Cowboys defense. So the defense for the Cowboys, they shined. Seven sacks with three takeaways. Seven sacks with three takeaways. And it doesn't get any easier for the Giants, if you want to look at it. It doesn't get any easier for them. Now, they have, let's see, week four and week eight. Out of this 10-week stretch, home games. Week four and week eight. Home games. They got to go on the road. Majority of the, these weeks. And it starts Sunday when they have to go on the road to Arizona. That's going to be rough. That's going to be tough. Because it, it, it kind of takes a toll on you. So let's see how the Giants do. This was a home loss. And if they if they do this at home, what's going to happen on a, on a, on a, in a road game? You know what I mean? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The Giants, uh, I know the Giants could probably do it. I'm motivating them. The Giants, y'all can do it, but it's going to take some work. So uh, it's going to, this is a hard loss right here. Very hard loss. The, the Cowboys, what does this mean for them? Now, if you look at it from this standpoint, advantage. You got a probably one of the top defenses, if not the best defense in the league out of week one so far. Now, can they maintain it? Can they maintain everything and make a run? Finally, that is the only question I have about the Cowboys because they've been hyped up year after year after year since I was even watching football year after year. Can they finally make a run? They have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Can they make a run? That's the only question I got about Dallas. Can they do it and can they maintain it? Or will they blow it? It's, it's one of those things where it's every year with Dallas. So I think I got to see a little bit more. It's only week one, and I got to see a little bit more of both teams. But final score, 40, Giants zero, rough night for the Giants. Uh, and good for the Dallas Cowboys, especially their defense. Their defense won on this game. Uh, offense, still some things to work on. They look good, and they established the run game, which was good, but still still some things to work on a little bit. Their defense uh, won on the game for this. So, uh and prayers up for the Giants. Hopefully, it gets better and gets, and, you know, it's not going to get any easier, but hopefully, you know, they can knock, knock some wins on the road. So, 
Monday Night Football, and this is where my vote, my, my main point goes home before we get into week two recaps and predictions. So, so week, you know, week two re- predictions. So, Jets, Bills. I picked the Bills. Close. I was wrong. But the thing was, in a way, I'm kind of glad I was wrong because it was an electric Monday night football game. Good opener for Monday night football. Final score, Jets 22, Bills 16. And you've already seen the news, and I'm going to get into it. Aaron Rodgers left after four snaps. Zach Wilson took over. Let me break down the game before I get into Aaron Rodgers. So, he exited the game after four snaps. Quarterback Zach Wilson took over. Zach Wilson was 14 for 21 with 140 yards and one touchdown with one interception. The running game, phenomenal for the Jets. Brees Hall had 10 carries with 127 yards. Dalvin Cook had 13 carries with 33 yards. And Garrett Wilson was phenomenal in this game, as well as the Jets' defense. Garrett Wilson, five receptions with 34 yards and that amazing grab, that amazing unreal touchdown catch against the Bills this past Monday. Garrett Wilson looked phenomenal. Zach Wilson looked in sync with him, and he looked good. He had he stepped up. Zach Wilson stepped up when needed. So good on the offense for the Jets. It was they tied it up 16-16. And they won it in overtime after wide receiver wide receiver Xavier Gibson returned a punt from the Bills for a touchdown to end it and seal the win to make the Jets one and one and the Bills zero and one. Dolphins one and zero, Pats zero and one, and the Jets one and zero along with the Bills being zero and one. So top teams in the league right in the AFC East right now are the Dolphins and the Jets. Pats and the Bills zero and one, kind of a unique start for week one, but yeah, something that you're not used to. Jordan Whitehead was phenomenal in this game. He had three interceptions, and this leads me into the Bills. So Josh Allen, 29 for 41, 236 yards and one touchdown with three interceptions. Stephon Diggs had 10 receptions with 102 yards and one touchdown. Before I get back to Aaron Rodgers, let's go with the Bills really quick. Jordan Whitehead had three picks. He threw to the same, Josh Allen threw to the same guy and threw two inter- and three interceptions. Um, Diggs had a good game, despite the pass interference late. He had a good game. Josh Allen did not, however. I think Josh Allen um, was kind of struggling on early, but no sweat. He's a top, I still believe that he's a top-tier quarterback, and he'll rebound, but he's got to rebound quickly because they need him with these, within these next few games. The Bills... Sunday, and I'm pulling up their schedule. I am pulling up their schedule. Have the Raiders at home Sunday. So good home game to start off, but the Raiders are 1-0. The Raiders beat Denver the other day, and they look solid. The running game looks solid for the Raiders, and, well, Jimmy Garoppolo looks solid for the Raiders. But the Bills, the Bills have... Uh, I mean, they they need to play well. That's all I'm going to say. They need to play well uh, in order to get the win for, you know, for themselves. And Josh Allen needs to play a lot better coming up this Sunday. So final score, 22-16. Jets beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. Josh Allen, good quarterback. I know he can do it. He just did not have a good night this past Monday. And he needs to play a lot better to win some key games this season. So, Aaron Rodgers, before we predict and recap and and get into week two matchups, the top games there, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, four snaps. 
Um, and this was a question about the offensive line for the Jets. Uh, I think the offensive line for the Jets need to look a little bit better to win some more games, but I think they can do it. I believe in them. So Aaron Rodgers tours Achilles and will miss the rest of the season. The MRI confirmed. So everyone thought it was his ankle. It's his ankle. It's his ankle. And we all thought it was. But I looked at it a little bit close and I was like, no way. No way this man just hurt his Achilles. And, and, I, and I saw it. I looked a little bit close and I was like, this man hurt his Achilles. He And he was walking down the field. He got carted off to the locker room, went to the locker room, had a boot on, went, got an MRI, and it was confirmed that he had tore his Achilles and will miss the rest of the season. The Jets are a little disappointed because a lot of their hopes go down the drain. The odds are now are have you know kind of dipped the odd the odds have kind of dipped for them winning a Super Bowl and, and and rightfully so. Um does it look like they're a year? It's unlikely now because of the the, the injury. But you know it's football and it happens. Now uh you you can go argue about the turf, the artificial turf in MetLife Stadium. There's been a lot of complaints about it due to numerous injuries in the past happening. Um we're going to have to see. It also is kind of a blow to the Green Bay Packers because they lose a first-round pick because Aaron Rodgers did not play this season. So, heartbreaker for all in all ends. Disappointing season for the Jets. Disappointing, you know, disappointing, you know, disappointing everything for the Jets. And it is disappointing for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he was expecting to play, and he was expected to light it up for the Jets, and, you know, you know, it was disappointing. But I will say this. Aaron Rodgers has announced that he will be back for the 2024 season. He will recover and come back for the New York Jets in 2024. He posted on Instagram yesterday, and he said, I shall yet rise again. So he will be back, and he is going to rock and roll for, you know, the Jets. But heartbreaker. For the Jets, they lose Aaron Rodgers for the, the season. No doubt, it's going to change the dynamic of how the Jets play moving forward. So, that's all of Week One. Wild Week One, and a heartbreaking way to end Week One, especially for Aaron Rodgers. Prayers go out to him as he recovers for the torn Achilles, and he will be back. And I am ready to see him back next year. So, Week Two matchups, and quickly we're going to get it rocking and rolling. Thursday night football, we got the Eagles versus the Vikings. In Philadelphia. Now, week two, we're going to preview and predict it. Keys to the game. Big key and big note here. Kenneth Gainwell is out tomorrow night. He is out and will not play due to injury. Prayers go out to Kenneth Gainwell. I hope he recovers soon. Kenneth Gainwell, a big part of that Eagles offense and a big part of that Eagles run game, especially in the red zone. Gainwell is a, as an asset to the red zone. So we're going to see what they do in the red zone once they get down there with a Rashad Penny or DeAndre Swift. So they got some guys, but Kenneth Gainwell is a good asset. But he's out for the Eagles. Now, the keys to the game. Will, a de de will the Vikings defense be able to contain Jalen Hurts in this Eagles offense? Now, can they slow him down and can they... Keep up with that up-tempo, you know, style of play. We're going to have to see and find out. Another key, the Eagles secondary versus the Vikings wide receiver. Can the Eagles receive, you know, can the Eagles, you know, defensive backs, Darius Slay, go up against a Jordan Addison and a, and most most definitely 
wide receiver, offensive defending offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. Now, let's see what happens there. I think the Vikings, and this is this is how I'm looking at it, who wins? I think the Vikings are going to come out hot. They are kind of upset about losing to the Buccaneers. They're going to come out hot. But I think, and this is just me, I think the Vikings, close game, lose it. <laughs> and you're, you're going to think, dude, you just had us waiting there. They do lose this game. I think the Vikings will play close, but I think the Eagles will prevail uh, by a score of 31-24. 31 Eagles, 24 Vikings. Close game, but I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense go ahead and score a late touchdown to ice the game. 31-24. They beat the Vikings on Thursday night football on Amazon Prime tomorrow night. Just think it's too tough to contain that offense right now. Eagles go 2-0. Vikings go 0-2. And I think with this, the Vikings will then start winning some more games because I think their schedule, you know, favors them a little bit more, you know, in the longer run. So Vikings 0-2 start the season, but I think they will bounce back and recover. Eagles 2-0, rocking and rolling. Team in the NFC to beat, right? So next game. Let's go with some Bengals and Ravens. Another AFC North matchup for the Bengals. Bengals and Ravens. Here we go. Playoff game, rematch from the divisional, you know, divisional playoff game. Or, you know, first round playoff game. Bengals, Ravens. Bengals beat the Ravens in the playoffs. Now they're going to meet here. Week two of the NFL. Now. Will key players for the Ravens play? This is a key in this game. Will the key players play? Mark Andrews, questionable because of his, his, his knee. Marlon Humphrey, foot. Will they play? Those are some two key guys for the offense and defensive side of things for the Ravens. Will they play? So that's another key. Big key here for the Bengals. Will the real Joe Burrow please stand up? Now, just, just to quote Eminem, Eminem on there, will the, and you know, will Joe Burrow, the real Joe Burrow, please stand up? Now, I say that because he had 84, 82, I think. Go back to my notes here. He had 82 yards. Yeah, 82 yards against the Browns. So, will he play? They need Joe Burrow to win these key games. Ravens is a very key game. You do not want to start off 0-2 in the league, and you don't want to start off 0-2 in this division. That's tough. You don't want to start this. The Bengals, this is a must-win for the Bengals, I think. Early on, a must-win for the Bengals. Um, now, they have 18 weeks left, and they could still bounce back regardless, but going down 0-2 is not a good look. This is a, a, a big thing for the Bengals. Um, close game. Who wins it? I think the Bengals pull it out. Close. Uh Ravens have a talented team, and I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a score of about 24-21, I would say. 24-21. 24 Bengals, 21 Ravens. Close game. Bengals beat the Ravens and pull it out. Bengals go 1-1. Ravens go 1-1, one and, one, and they go 1-1 one 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 in the AFC North. So, Bengals pull it out, and I think Joe Burrow has a better game. He averages about 200, 200 plus passing yards and does a little bit and does a lot better and goes back to his normal self, you know, after having an off day against the Browns. So, 325 kick Sunday afternoon, Jets, Cowboys. 
I chose this game as the top matchup because it is, right? Defense versus a miracle offense that played Ashley solid against the Bills this past Monday. Jets, Cowboys. Jets go to Dallas. Tough road game for the New York Jets, especially after losing star quarterback Aaron Rodgers for the season. Now, keys to this game. Can Zach Wilson lead this team? I'm not talking about just for one game. He stepped up when needed, but can we? For, or, but for down the stretch, can Zach Wilson lead this team? Can he lead them to the promised land? Can he lead them to a playoff? Can he lead them? You got the talent, man. You got the talent on both sides of the ball. You got Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard. You got Miko Harmon when he return, when he returns from injury. You have you have a lot of these guys. CJ Umazama. You have you have guys. But can he lead this team in the long run? Can he keep up the pressure and put the team on his back to win ball games? Now, key to the defense for the Cowboys, pressure Wilson to cause mistakes, and you got to. You got to make Zach Wilson, force him into mistakes that he can't help but make. As in, pressure him so much that he, he that you force a fumble, force interceptions, and force takeaways like you did last Sunday night against the Giants. Who wins this game? This will be a lot closer than advertised. It's not going to be a blowout. A lot closer than advertised. Cowboys win it, though. Cowboys beat the Jets. Cowboys are advanced to 2-0. Jets go 1-1. Cowboys by a score of 25-17. 25-17. Now you're thinking it's not too, you know, that's a little, a little interesting score there, but it is. 25-17. It's not going to be, you know, too bad, you know, it's not too bad of a game by, you know, by eight points, eight point win for the Cowboys, 25-17, they beat the Jets, Jets go to one and one, Cowboys go to two and oh, now, last but not least, before we conclude today's episode of Pigskin Frenzy, Sunday Night Football, Pats versus Dolphins, ready for that game, I am honestly excited about this game, now, the Pat, the Pats. Let's just talk about them for a second. They play a a hot Dolphins team, and uh, the the Dolphins look really, really good against the Chargers. They pulled it out. Tyreek Kill looked phenomenal uh, against against the Chargers. Um, and and then this is my my question and my keys to this game because the Dolphins, the Patriots look good. The Dolphins look good, even though the Dolphins want to know Pats are one zero one. Doesn't matter. They both look good. Going to be a good game on Sunday Night Football. Keys to the game, Pat, Pat secondary versus the Dolphins wide receiver. Who wins that matchup? That's going to be tough. You got to have, it's a tough ass to guard a Jalen Waddle and cover a Tyreek Hill. So that receiving core versus the Pat secondary, who wins that, right? And another key for both teams, who plays better at the quarterback position? Matt Jones or Tua Tagovailoa? Now, Matt Jones on paper, probably has the better stat line than Tua, but Tua looks solid at the quarterback play as well. Who plays better at quarterback is the key to win this one. Who wins it? Close game. Close game coming up Sunday night. But I got to go with the Miami Dolphins winning this one. I think the Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots. Miami Dolphins gets them 35-28. Close game, 35-28. Dolphins 35, Pats 28. Patriots move to 0-2, Dolphins move to 2-0, and they lead the AFC East after this week. I'm high on the Dolphins. I have been high on the Dolphins for a while. They win 2-0, 1-1, 0-2 for the Pats, 
Pats are going to bounce back, and I think the Pats are going to bounce back in the season to try to find a way to make it to the AFC playoffs. So, Dolphins win. They beat the New England Patriots. And that's all I got for today for Pigskin Frenzy. Again, a big thank you for taking some time out of this Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, subscribe to the channel and follow on those platforms as well. Leave comments down below and like each episode. Follow on X. Uh, type in Pigskin Frenzy. Follow on there. You'll get episode updates as well as news and highlights from across college and NFL football. And same thing with Instagram and Facebook. Follow on there. Go and answer the trivia question on Instagram story. You'll get episode updates as well as all things up to date for Pigskin Frenzy. Again, big thank you today. Also, reminder, college football episode Tuesday. Have a great weekend as well as we got our correspondent on for Pigskin Frenzy, our college football Pigskin Frenzy correspondent Noah Crow will be joining us. We will break down and recap week three, as well as preview and predict week four top matchups on Tuesday. I'm Joel Norris signing off. See you Tuesday. And for everybody out there, stay the course.